Now, let's talk about something that's rather exciting, if I do say so myself. Dates of Bosman was a big a part of the launch of the Varsity Cup. The chance for young and up-and-coming rugby players who aren't quite ready for uh, super rugby, but are perhaps maybe uh, just a cut above club rugby, to showcase their skills every Monday night in a inter-Varsity competition. Well, Varsity Sports has a new route to the big time. A new Varsity Sports initiative has been launched in Johannesburg this past week to help the country's top university talent develop and eventually run and compete with the best. Dates of Bosman, he joins us on the line now. Dates good afternoon and welcome. Hello, Nick. Thank you very much for talking to us. I'm uh, talking to you from Becky's Bay and, uh, in the Cape. Oh, lovely scenery, I'm sure. The next chapter in the development of university sport as a breeding ground for the future is set to kick off on the 15th of April. It's the first Varsity Sports Athletics Competition taking place in Stellenbosch, which is going to be closely followed by meets in Johannesburg and Pretoria. Talk about this new brainchild of the Varsity Sports. Why exactly have we decided to go for athletics after quite a few seasons, successful ones of that, of Varsity Cup? Yeah, Nick, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, the, the, the Varsity Cup, uh, we, we all thought the, princi- the principle has got some legs right from the beginning. We thought it, it, it could work. Uh, but the Varsity Cup was, was, was more of a success than eventually anticipated. And, and now, after some, some thorough investigation through the, through the United States and what they're doing with the university sport there, we have opinion that the Varsity Cup uh, is most probably uh, at about 50% of its potential where we can go in terms of following and creating a total new following. But that, that being Varsity Cup rugby, now, what I want to state is Varsity Cup Rugby is a company separate from, from Varsity Sports. So out of that, Francois Pinar and I traveled to, to the United States quite a few times, and, and the NCAA model in the States, which is the breeding ground of all sporting people in the States, is, uh, is fantastic. And, uh, and we realized that there's, there's, there's more you can do at university level with, with sport than, than, than just rugby. So now this Varsity Sports, which is a separate company, is, um, is starting Monday, um, with with this athletics, athletics is going to be fantastic. You know, we've got we've got eight universities um, taking part uh, in Stellenbosch Monday evening, seven o'clock, um, and it's uh, we're doing it a hundred minutes, hundred minutes uh, meeting, um, and they're taking part in twenty two events taking part that uh, taking place that evening. So the idea to provide a platform for our athletes to uh, develop themselves, to uh, test themselves against the best in the rest of the country, comes as a spin-off from the Varsity Cup. Is it, am I fair in saying that? I mean, is this a spin-off of a very successful rugby competition that you could see uh, as a decent enough format for, uh, uh, for athletics and, and possibly other sporting codes in the future? Yeah, I think it's from the learnings that we that we got from Varsity Cup, and, and again, as I said, from what we found in the states. And based on the following, you, you sit with universities in South Africa with fantastic infrastructure, and and the, the personnel of the universities has quite a lot of intellectual property. You know, they 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 and and, and, and ability. So they they've got sports scientists, they've got sports coaches, they they've got the physiotherapists, they've got the doctors at the varsities, but they've not, never been forced to sweat them to use them. To the benefit of the universities, they, they, they've got fantastic facilities. They've never been forced to use that to the ultimate uh, for some time. So there's not been a platform where the university's brand, to a certain extent, is at stake, and the university decides, listen, I'm going to invest in this because this is going to put out a certain image of my university that I 
that I would like to use to recruit uh, students to come to my varsity. So basically on that principle is what this is done. That's why this will be on Supersport for the three weeks to come. And uh, so the universities are, to a certain extent, exposed there with, with their brand taking part in, the, in this in this athletics, which will, and next week we start with hockey, and, you know, it's going to go into football and to netball as well, football stroke soccer and to netball as well. But with athletics, so the university are fairly exposed. So all of a sudden the university has to go and recruit the best athlete. The university has to see that this athlete get proper training. They can't say, for instance, just focus on javelin and, and long jump. All of a sudden the university is going to be a breeding ground for all the different uh, events at an at, at at athletics meeting to, in order for their, for their brand to look good on television. So this in itself is going to become a developing ground for, for athletes post-school. So what we have in the country, we believe, is quite a lot of the, the athletics at school level is really strong um, because it's, it's very important for the school to do good. But we do think that there's quite a drain of athletes post-school, and we think this, this might just uh, solve that problem out for, for the country in the long run and, and literally add value maybe 2016, but definitely 2020 in terms of the Olympics. Well, it's a brilliant initiative. Let's hope that it does take to uh, the ground running and, and, and get uh, the best out of our local athletes and, and give them an opportunity to showcase their skills. The, the universities that are involved, no surprise, the same ones that were involved in the Varsity Cup and continue to be, Stellenbosch, Marty's, of course, uh, UJ, uh, University of Pretoria, Tuckies, Pucker, Northwest University, University of the Free State, Corfsys, UWC, Nelson Mandela Metropolitan, Twani University of Te- Technology, UCT, uh, University of Cape Town, the Wits University, University of Witwatersrand, and the University of Limpopo. Now, when you say that, uh, that they're going to get television coverage, we're starting out with athletics and eventually moving along to women's hockey, soccer, and netball. Is everybody going to get a, a, a decent share of uh, coverage on television? What the model is at this stage, in terms of different sport, is the, the university uh, sport user is the, is the University Sports South Africa is the government uh, supported structure still, which is recognised by SASCOC to manage university sport in South Africa. So right from the start, we said we want to respect the user structure. So the user structure has, over the years, become a, a, a competition format in the different competitions or the different sporting codes where quite a lot of universities will take part. You know, you, you literally get athletics where there will be uh, 25 to 27 universities taking part in, in the athletics meeting of USA over, over the weekend. So what we said is we, we can, at this stage, to create the following, we, we have to make it a, a high-performance competition, and if that is successful after two or three years, we can think of a backup competition being like, like we did the Varsity Cup, started the Varsity Cup, and eventually that, that was extended to, to the Varsity Shield. So at this stage, what, what we did is, and the agreement with USA is that we'll, we'll get the top eight universities from USA. Whoever USA says is the top eight universities at that specific sporting code, we'll take, take that universities and we'll, we'll use them for the platform. So in, in terms of your, your, your question on the platform, we literally try to give the, as much, most as possible the universities uh, the fair amount of television coverage. Um, that, that is where I believe the university stop structure will buy in. So if, if my team is, is exposed to the competition but I don't get any television coverage, why do I want to be part of it? So it, it is integrally import, important for us to get the top structure of the university to support the, this, this notion, and they will support that if they get their television coverage. 
Peter Bosman, he is the managing director of ASEM Varsity Sports, chatting to us about a uh, new initiative that is going to help the country's top university talent in the likes of athletics, hockey, soccer and netball fully develop themselves and run and compete with the best in the future. Now, I, I recall back to the launch of Varsity Cup, that, uh, that stunning initiative that has launched a lot of rugby careers over the years. If memory serves, I think it was way back in 2008 when it was launched, uh, or it could have actually been 2009. And I was in the meeting uh, during its launch at the University of Johannesburg, and one of my incarnations as a student reporter. And I remember asking Francois Pina, it's great and well that we're giving this opportunity to rugby players that aren't quite ready for super rugby, that are maybe just a cut above uh, club rugby, but, but what sort of responsibility are you going to be fulfilling when it comes to transport, uh, transformation and development of our uh, young sporting stars? Yeah, I'll tell you what, is, again, is we, we, we have the sort of luxury, starting with this new initiative, of, of looking back at what we did the last six years with with uh, Varsity Cup. You're correct. It started in 2008. And so this season was the sixth season of Varsity Cup. Um, again, any sport or any sporting code or any product you want to build on television without a following doesn't have an existence or a right to exist. So we're going to create the following first. And the following will be created through uh, putting a product up there of high performance the public will like. What is nice, for instance, in... Uh, in, in athletics is when we had the athletics meeting, the question about development and specifically racial development was asked. And I was assured by all the uh, athletic coaches of the different varsities that it is so developed in terms of uh, all the different varsities that you don't have to put any rule or any minimum uh, percentage of people in place for that to happen. So I, it seems like athletics has developed quite successfully over the years with that. In terms of the rugby, what I can say is what came out of that, which was a very good decision, was the Varsity Shield decision. And, you know, that, that led to um, the next five best universities to, to play in a qualifying competition, and, and the development of rugby in that level has been exceptional. In the last three seasons, the University of the Western Cape, as in, in the local league, has uh, promoted, promoted every year to another league. They, they, they were in the fifth league in the Western Province League three seasons ago, and they're in the second league this year. So they've, they've, they've planned a league per season, which is exceptional in any sport, due to the exposure that they had in the, in the University Sports Cup, uh, University uh, Cup with the Arctic Shield. All right, fair enough, but, but are we going to make a sort of two-tier system with these other sporting codes? Are we going to have a well, sort of Varsity Sports Athletics Premium and then your development or transformation league just below that uh, you know, with, with uh, your, uh, your talent that's not quite already simmering beneath? I would like to think that we are going to do it. We, we definitely would like to because the, the success coming out of the, out of the Varsity Shield, being the B section of Varsity Cup, is immense and, and, uh, and, and people really making benefit of use of that. If I look at universities like University of Fort Hare, they didn't have any, any residence rugby when we started getting involved with the University of Fort Hare. Now they have 12 residence teams, so it's a huge um, group of people to, to, to select from and obviously getting developed and being exposed to, to proper rugby at, at the same time. So, so I would, I would, I, we definitely see that as a, as a future development. A, for, for the development of more tertiary sport, and, and B, for a, a support structure for universities to grow through it. So listen, this is, 
this is how you're going to go. You're going to go to the USA tournament, and you're going to qualify into this qualifying competition. Let's call it, for, for lack of a better name, a B section. And through that, you're going to get into the A section. And, you know, that's how Vitz came to eventually play into the, into the Master Cup this year. And, uh, and uh, I thought the, the, the process that happened there eventually was, was more of a success than what we anticipated. And, uh, and it'll be a logical route to go for Vasi Sport as well. Let's talk plainly about having uh, your, your, your so-called development not quite there yet league simmering underneath. Do you think that honesty leads to the development and transformation of the sport as a whole? Do you think enough is being done uh, to, to drive that transformation? Yeah, you know, what I, again, what I have is the luxury of looking back at, at, at what happened if uh, the question is what is uh, what is the transformation then, and I would like to think that the answer is that you have previously disadvantaged individuals being exposed to a proper development process and a platform where they where they can showcase themselves. Um, I guess there might be arguments left or right of that, but that might be sort of the middle of the road answer. I don't think a institution like the University of Western Cape would have appointed an individual with a resume lobby like he has, like Peter de Villiers, if they didn't have the platform to go and expose their brand. So all of a sudden, these students are exposed to an ex-Puma coach, where if, if, if they weren't on that platform or they didn't have the opportunity to, to play in a competition where they're flying planes and staying in hotels and, and being treated like professional, professional athletes, stroke students or rugby players, um, I, I, I doubt whether, whether the, that university would have employed somebody, somebody as professional as, as Peter de Villiers. So if you just look at that and you see, right, now this student is being coached by an ex-primo coach, uh, surely that must, must put the student in a, in a, in a new league, in, a, in another phase of his development of his rugby. Um, apart from that, they, they are seen there and they're taken to, to the next level by their respective vast stroke provinces. I just saw the lock from UWC uh, being on the bench for the Vodacom side for, for Western Province. I can't recall his name now. I just loved him because he's a, quite an aggressive lock. But he just saw him for the Western Province and the Vodacom side. I don't think he would have been seen or been noticed, or the amount of pressure in terms of his personal development would have been as much if, if the university didn't have the opportunity of the, of the last shield. So I have no doubt in my mind that uh, that eventually leads to literally developing the athlete to being a, a better player, so a better athlete, and B, giving opportunities for, for future, future recognition. Well, of course, that point. But uh, of course, that point is debatable. Some might ask that uh, by having the, the so-called two tiers and that second lower tier, you also have your promising uh, players from pre- previously disadvantaged communities in South Africa not being put under so much pressure and and uh, and being forced into the big leagues when they're not quite ready in order to fill silly things like quotas and that uh, and that type of thing. But then also the other side could be answered, you know, uh, some people might feel that, that we've just got this second tier because, uh, you know, mm, certain sectors of our population, they're not there and, and they're not good enough to run with the, the so-called big dogs. Yeah, you know, that, that was a, a, a question we as Varsity Cup uh, were were. Um, facing when we started this competition. That's why we made a decision at the time, which is a fairly controversial decision, to say that we will have an automatic promotional relegation. So we, we took two decision, decisions to incorporate the shield with a cup. So listen, A, we'll have an automatic promotional relegation, so you don't have to qualify, because the question was saying, was, was on the table to say, listen, but if I play B section, 
I play a slower game, not the same standard as an A-section. So for me to go and play a game against an A-section team to qualify for the A-section, is, it's almost impossible. So we said, fine, we, we recognize that. You show the commitment that we want a B-section team in the A-team. A-section, we're going to have an automatic promotional negation. And apart from that, if you do go up, you'll have two seasons there before you have to defend yourselves again. In the first season, you can just find your feet and see whether you can settle in. And the second season, you're going to defend yourself. Um, so I thought that was a great development decision for a weaker team, be it black or white, but for a weaker team to come up and, 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 and make it up there. Um, what, what we have uh, in, in athletics, apparently, and as I saw the names, you know, I saw the name, I got the names through the athletes taking part Monday, is that it's completely integrated. The beauty I have, have all of a sudden now is that where, where the best 10 rugby players at Craven Week Every year we'll get an excess of 150,000 rand the next year at the different provinces and universities in the country. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any athlete in this country that will get more than 30,000 rand anywhere. Just because universities weren't forced to get the, get the best athletes and they didn't need them. Because, you know, so what if you win a track and field event for Marty's but the public doesn't know about it and, and there's not no really begging rights in there for Marty's. But now all of a sudden, there is a lot of, of bragging rights in there. So what the Vasis did is they went and recruited these athletes. So A, big white, all black, but the Vasis uh, recruited the athletes and paid more for them because and they're putting more time and effort in them, being an infrastructure, being intellectual property into, into in the, in the individuals. So there's, there's without doubt more development being done. And as I said, if you could just go back to the, your question whether, whether um, this will literally lead to more development, I don't, I don't see any answer as definitely yes, just because they, they are forced to develop these people because of the interest of the brand. And now they get enough money to, in the process, get a tertiary qualification as well. All right, Data, I'll uh, take you off the grill. You want, the initiative that you've put together here is a uh, truly wise one, I believe, in, in, in my opinion, to, uh, to say the least. And I hope it bears fruit in the same way that Varsity Cup has. I mean, we've seen the tremendous development of uh, some great rugby talent over the years, and hopefully this spills on over into other sporting codes like athletics, hockey, soccer, and netball. Final question for you. If you're going to be ambitious, and if you're going to uh, have your, all, your, all your wishes come true, what sort of time frame before we see all four of those sports in more or less the same sort of, uh, same sort of format as the Varsity Cup, having as much of an impact? At this stage, the, the challenge is to try and uh, schedule it throughout the year and, and, and scatter it throughout the year. So the challenge is you can't you can't mess with the with the exam times, and obviously you've got a bit of a challenge with with, uh, with holidays at varsity level. So where we have it now is that you you have the varsity cup till the eighth of eighth of April. Three weeks thereafter, followed by so two weeks in a row being the fifteenth, twenty second, and twenty ninth. Three weeks of athletics, and then three weeks of hockey with hockey ending the 20th of May at the beginning of the, of the mid-term, mid-year exams, and then mid-July is when the soccer is supposed to start. The soccer will be played in exactly the same fashion as the Cup, being eight teams, seven games, semi-final and final, so that's nine weeks of soccer, followed by four weeks of netball, where the netball will be played a game on a Sunday and a game on a Monday. So it'll be seven games, semi-final, final. Netball is the, the, the fastest developing sport in this country, fantastic sport. I personally think it's it's way underplayed on, on television because it can be so, so exciting, such an exciting sport because it's such a small track and, you know, every, every throw literally, literally counts. 
and then it's followed by a sevens and beach volleyball, which we played in December. So at this year, at this stage, it's scheduled right through the year, and it's all going to happen this year. It's been agreed, it's been signed off, and it's going to happen this year. And uh, with, with, with the starting of, of Monday night, 7 o'clock, at Kutzenberg, uh, Varsity Athletics. And, you know, lastly, you know, we, last year, Varsity Cup, after the World Cup of 2011, Varsity Cup, uh, brought three, six new rugby springboks. So there's seven, in total, seven springboks already coming through through the system, adding value to, to South African rugby. And I, I'm firmly of opinion that, that that's going to be the case in the other sports. And uh, I think, you know, to, to, to end off what you said in the beginning, I put my head on the block that we will never, never have only five Olympic medals again because we now have universities investing in the future of the African sport on all different sporting codes. Exciting times. Dates of Bosman, thank you so much for joining us on SAFM Sports Special. New Varsity Sports Initiative being in, uh, launched in Johannesburg this past week to assist the country's top university talent to develop and eventually get through to the best of the best.